His wife, Tina, chose to sit in the opposite chair. I had the big sofa all to myself. Before they said a word, I knew that their marriage was falling apart. The way one sits is very often indicative of many things. How people feel about one another is one of them. Deliberately or subconsciously, we avoid sitting next to an enemy or to someone we feel is hostile. We prefer the security and physical proximity of a friend or at least a neutral person. Sonny's and Tina's choice of seats opposite each other led me to suspect that they were in reality poles apart. It did not take long to discover how correct my suspicions were. Within minutes, all the bitterness and the anger both had been holding down began to surface. I sat back, asked a few pointed questions, and waited for the expected detonations. They were not long in coming, like two warring armies they had artillery at their command. It was a pitiful sight. Here were two people, 12 years married, with four beautiful children. They waited in the car hurling insults and accusations at each other. They used their words recklessly, heedless of the hurt they caused. I could tell that this was not just one of those bitter arguments married people are wont to have. This was something bigger and a lot more serious. Both of them revealed an attitude, a consistent frame of mind and heart that left little room for that most important ingredient in marriage. I thought it was time to ask some vital and practical questions. I leaned forward and looked at the husband. Sonny, do you still love Tina? Tell me the truth. Do you really love her? His answer came quickly and coldly. No. His answer, yeah. What about you, Tina? Do you still love your husband? I don't know, Bob. She replied misty-eyed. When a woman says she doesn't know, that could mean almost anything. But one thing is sure, she doesn't love him the way she used to. When I asked them if they wished to separate, they both said no. They didn't want that for the sake of the children. I tried to explain to them that six people living under the same roof did not make a family. I told them that kids are not stupid. They can sense bitterness and hostility. They know when two people are at odds with each other, and the tension all this generates is stifling and deadly. I said simply that a family without love is not a family at all. It's just a man and a woman who happen to have children. I suggested that if their home was to continue to be a battleground, it would perhaps be better for them to separate. Sometimes one must choose the lesser of two evils, even if it is not much of a choice. Unless two people can rekindle the fire of love that burned them once upon a time, they and those close to them are in for a miserable existence. They both feel trapped by circumstances. They see life passing them by and leaving them behind. And at times there is even some resentment of the children who happen to be the only bond chaining them together in a frustrated existence. If a couple's only reason for not separating is the children, then you can be sure 
their marriage is for all purposes finished. If they don't eventually separate, their lives and those of the kids become a living hell. The only way to save a dying man bleeding to death is to stop the bleeding. The only way to save a marriage from disintegrating is to find that little spark of love that can make it go again.